Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by our friends over at Elites Breaks. Hit them up on Facebook and Instagram and www.elitescards.com. My name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is the Bombs Express. Choo choo! That's right, Corey. The Bombs Express is back. And gee, I don't know if I can uh, get used to that new intro. You know, sponsored by our friends that are. Elite's brain, more like sponsored by our mortal enemies, Dizza. I would have thought so. But anyway, Corey, look, mate, uh, where can listeners find us on social media? Nevertheless, uh, find us on Twitter and Patreon at SC Elites. Find us on Facebook, iTunes, and SoundCloud at Super Coach Elites. Bumps, what a potty we have installed today. It is the baby bombers. Here we go, all aboard. You want to talk about a choo choo bombs? This is the team you want to watch. I think uh, Jared Waitley said this team's closer to winning a flag than Carlton, so and I reckon he's spot on. Let's absolutely go. The lid is off. I've inquired about membership this year already and waiting for him to get back to me. It's, um, yeah, it's it's, in the mail. Look, any chance this team makes the eight? No. Mm, Poor Bombers. I agree. <laughs> but I, I don't know what kind of bombers approach I'm going to take this year. Am I going to beat up on them? Am I going to be their friends? Haven't decided yet. But yeah. If you've met a... I can tell you. Yeah. I can tell you what you're going to do. You what? If they're going all right, you're going to be all aboard. <laughs> and if they're going shit, you're going to be like, well, fucking told you so. You ever met a sookie just... a, a bunch of fans in your life than Essendon fans, though? Well, I was well, you'd almost be an Essendon fan, so you'd fit the bill sort of just almost perfectly there. You're a big fucking suck it up kind of fella. I was just I was just thinking back to last year or the year before, whenever it was. Remember when I used to beat up on them? They always used to suck it up. People stopped listening to the pod. And... Yeah. It's a shame we lost like three listeners, Corey. We've, only, we've had how many? About 10? 12. Yeah, 12. <laughs> 30 of listeners, back. Christ. Oh, no, good to be back. Good potty, mate. So, cash cows, value plays, primos. Do not touch DPP change and outlandish statements. Let's go with the cash cow, Mr. Express. Hey, mate, this is um, a really relevant team for all categories we're going to speak about today. So, I agree. Um, I'm, actually, uh, I'm actually looking forward to this one because I feel like we've got a little bit to say. Well, to be fair, is there, there for a moment I don't have any... Well, <laughs> I've got nothing to say, really, Corey, let's face it. Um my cash cow to start us off with. Now, this one here, um, oh, if Essendon's midfield wasn't their strength, I'd be putting almost four figures on this guy to win the, the rising star. Hobbs. Hobbs. Yeah. Oh, there is... I mean, you know, Essendon, the media, Essendon people, you know, everyone's just like fans a lot. They're just like, oh, what we need is just that inside ball. You know, we just need that inside guy. There's a lot of Tom Green. There's a lot of Paddy Cripps um, about this guy in terms of, well, maybe not Tom Green, but well, I think he was pick 13. might have yeah, been the exact team pick Paddy Cripps was. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll tell you Handsome now, young fella, too. It, well, just so we know you're all over uh, your boy Dacos there down at the Pies. But, um, if, gee, Dacos' job security is a lot better. But if I'll tell you what, I would not be surprised if this bloke actually won the Rising Star this year. Yeah. Yeah, have you heard the Dora talk about him? No, no, but I do know he's a Murray Bush Rangers boy. He's captain Vic Country last year. He's got a you know good head on his shoulders, and um, I think they picked up an absolute pearly here at pick thirteen, the Bombers. 
Oh, they did incredibly well, I reckon, to get him at 13. And um, he's, he's sitting on my pine. I've spent 153k on him to sit on my bench. Me too. That's how uh, comfortable I am sitting with him. And But, you know, it's just their strength is their midfield. You know, when you think of it, you know, you've got Parrish is just literally broken out, right? You've, you've got Zerrit in there. They've obviously got Shield floating around. They brought in Coldwell from GWS, who will probably be injured free, injury-free, and he played the final off um, having about 12 weeks off as well, didn't he? He came straight back in for that. They've got Andy McGrath to come back into the team as well, which I might say, uh, hashtag DPP change for him, I reckon. Um, and, uh, and and Langford played a lot of time through the middle and did it sort of all right um, at stages last year as well. Like the, the midfield's actually relatively deep, I reckon. Yeah, I still think he'll get a go, and I still think he'll play midfield. Though I think we'll see, um, we'll see the likes. Players move out. Dylan Shield definitely needs gone. needs to go stay on a wing, a hundred percent. I think Pidge's minutes in the midfield will probably go down a little bit. He's he's very good everywhere. Jake, Stringer as well was yeah, it? Yeah, Stringer's going to be used as that kind of explosive player, and I, and I think that's where Hobbs will kind of benefit from his midfield minutes with. You know, Stringer on, on a slight rotation. There, you know, you'll probably see three or four of them really rotate. He's not going to attend. You know, probably ten to fifteen set of bounces a game, but he'll, those numbers will increase gradually as the season goes on. You'd expect him to play as most of those kids do as a high half forward, and then you know, little stints in the midfield. See, um, I reckon he's going to be almost. You know, he won't play a lot of midfield time, but he will be almost in at every center. I'm talking like 80 percent of center bounces. I reckon Stringer, oh, and then he'll just Jake, float yeah. forward from then. And, and sorry, who were you talking about? I'm talking about uh, Benny Hobbs playing as a. Oh, sorry, Hobbs. Okay. I thought you were yeah. talking. Yeah, sorry, mate. Probably pay you for. No, 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 that's all right. That's all right. But yeah, Hobbsy, I reckon, will play around the half time. And again, completely agree. You'll probably have Jakey Stringer starting in the midfield, and then those two almost switching. You know, um, as they yeah. did a lot last year. Langford, I think, can really benefit off going out to a wing as well. Um, I think he will really, really benefit. And to be honest, there's probably not a huge difference between where Caldwell's body is at in a physical standpoint and where Hobbs is at already. Like, I, I get mm. this whole they bought Chai Caldwell across because they're ready for him to go and blah, 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 blah. But this is a bloke who's been nothing but injured for his whole career, as most GWS players yeah. are. And he's still only, you know, 21 years of age. Like he's You know Coldwell. I love Coldwell. Though. Yeah, he's you only two years Cold. older than Hobbsy. And Hobbsy's a fucking pretty big boy already. <laughs> like, uh, you know, yeah. I, I, I seriously think that Hobbs is going to be the one that, when he starts playing AFL... Uh, he is AFL already, so when he starts playing footy, we're just going to be like, all right, this kid's legit. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I reckon he's going to be there round one. So I'd, I'd start setting teams up with him... Um, with him there, and I've just look. I've just got him on the bench at the moment because how do I bench? You know, one of my other guys there, Constable and Dacos. And, and there's you know, no but... harm in that either. Like if we get the price rise, it's bloody handy. If he then 100%. does, you know, if he then does, you know, outperform a Dacos or even outperform if you've got Coldwell and Hobbs, you know, and if he outperforms Coldwell, fuck it, Coldwell to the bench. You know, you, you can just because you play that little bit more for those players, you just got to play the best players you got out there. So, um, yeah. but this kid will debut round one. Yeah, I'm I'm a big believer of that too. The other one I think we should keep an eye on is Gary Garrett, not Gary Garrett McDonough, who's a defender. Now he was a 25 year old that got picked up. Now I don't know what Essendon's doing, to to be honest, because they just seem to be picking up, you know, this person and this. But they just always seem to be defenders. You think that at some stage they might want to fix their forward line, but you know, I think, I think forward line reckon... players are pretty hard to find though. 
Yeah, I know, but they just seem to. What I mean by defenders is they keep picking up the, the mid-sized ones. Yeah. Like they've they've got already on the list. They got um, Redmond, Ridley. Um, who was the one that ended up playing fullback last year? Um, what's his name? Uh, yes, the other. The it other, escapes me. Um, the guy that looks like Laverde. Uh, Laverde was he the one that played full? Yeah, Laverde. Now, didn't, didn't, oh, he? did Laverde? Yeah, he ended up going down back, didn't he? Because he's playing forward and then ended up. He was ended up down. playing. Yeah. No, 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 he ended up like full back last year. They've got Francis floating around who's not overly tall either. And then they've got players like Zach Reed, who did he play? Might have played one game last year yeah. as well. They went early on him. Don't, don't forget that, Jake Kelly's going to the bombs. They've just well. brought in Jake Kelly. He's a mid size. So you'd, you'd expect his early moves are going to come play any games this year, which is doubtful, but he'll probably play forward. He's going to have to, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. But I've just got a concern that they just they don't have enough tall stocks down back because they're all sort of medium kind of sized really anyway um, keep an eye on this other one they've brought in though because it's going to be interesting what they're going to do with all of them yeah um, but his name's McDonough and uh, just just keep a little eye because I'm just hearing a few whispers at this stage that um, Garrett yeah he's 20 yeah Garrett's a Garrett's a good name as well but 24, 25 years old whatever he is I think he's about 183 um, I'm just hearing some murmurs at the moment Corey that he's impressing and uh, could be in line there for round one what about Zachy Reed? Wasn't he a tall? Well, he's he's the yeah he's the actual tall one. So yeah. was it the year before they got Reed and they got the three Cox Reed, Reed Cox, Cox and, and whoever the fuck yeah, that I mean, one was. Geez. Cox, Jesus Christ! I've never seen an overrated player in my life. <laughs> my goodness, Corey. Um, they, they they honestly they reckon this guy's a superstar because he floats out on a wing and can take a mark over someone standing 183 centimeters like Andrew Gap. <laughs> so you know. Oh, fuck, look at this superstar. And I'm like, fuck off, yes. And then dogs, honestly, Corey. Um, but Hobbs and uh, what's the dickhead's name? Garrett. Garrett yeah. McDonough. They're the two. Yeah, and Zach Reed will be an interesting one. You'd probably assume he's going to play, but he is around that. Um, what's his name? The Adelaide Brokes price as well. 160, 170K. Yeah, he's 170K. But yeah. he'd, I'd feel a lot more comfortable with McCasey than I do with um, yeah, Zach Reed. Uh, Reed. Yeah. The door has always said Reed's meant to be the best of the lot, and he only got one game last year. I'm not sure if it was injury, if they just... Uh, it may be, ready. it may be, yeah, just the body that he's going to develop into to the position he's yeah. going to play, really. I mean, you don't... I'll tell you what, Corey, if we see a nice picture of him just beefed up in the preseason, we might just have to beef up our back line with him. Yeah, good. Let's, let's go have a look at Zach Reed's profile, actually. It's how big is he? You know I'm a big... Oh, he's only... He's he 200. Mate, he's two... No, I meant... Sorry, I meant size-wise. You know, I don't really give a fuck how tall they are, but this is not oh. good. Bonds, 202 centimetres and only 90 kilos. Mate, he's not really... Oh, big. he's not really big. Puts I'll tell you now, exactly. you... He, he might be able to take someone like Harry Jones <laughs> training, Corey. But when he comes up against someone like Big Boy McKay, he's fucked. McKay would probably weigh just as much as Jones and fucking Reed put together. Put together. I'll yeah. tell you now, the size of his arms, Corey, that's probably the only thing that matches the size of your arms these days. <laughs> well, according uh, to you, anyway. Uh, where's your value fucking player at, my friend? Let no one go to I might people. just call your arms Zach Reed these days. <laughs> yeah, um, now, my value player here, Corey, Joy Caldwell. How can he not be your value player? Yeah. You remember last year when he was like, 400, four, no, 350 was he yeah. started last. Like, yeah, a, let's get him in the forward line. He's going to average 90, forward, 95. Yeah. I'll tell you what, he's not going to average 90 or 95, but I'm going to start him at 266, providing he's fit, because this is a guy that, um, let's be a little more realistic, let's put him at 75 to 80. That's probably pretty realistic. Yeah, yep. He might have some games here or there where he goes 90 or 100, but 
I think at 260, he provides enough value to, to warrant that kind of uh, midfield number six spot. I think, you know, with just how they, you know, 12-week layoff, they just threw him in for the, you know, the final. They haven't won one since 2004, Corey. Let's just remind the people about that. But um, they, they threw him in there, and you just know that they just want him, I think, in the side. Um, so if he's fit and available for selection, and, and you touched on it before, injury concern, that's, that's the major thing with him. But uh, if he's fit and available, then there's no reason why uh, we shouldn't be starting the year with him. Yeah, and he's a very talented kid who just couldn't get enough opportunity at GWS. And I know we say that a lot, and you know, can't be going and picking up on GWS hacks and shit like that. But I think this is a kid who who does have a very very good football IQ and is is ready and. He's a, just a pure midfielder. He's not one of those ones... I don't like seeing him float around the forward line. I, I don't think he's dangerous enough around there. So, if he is going to play footy in this bomber side, it has to be in the midfield. Um, and I expect him to be in their starting midfield as well. So, uh, what, guy's what that's going to mean for... You know, he's, like I said, it's going to be the Stringer, um, Merritt, Parrish. You'd assume that that would be almost their starting midfield. But, you know, once Stringer goes forward, uh, it's probably Coldwell around the ball and then, you know, a couple of rotations around the midfield there too. Yeah, he's, um, he's one that I like, particularly in, in keeper leagues. So if he's floating around, oh, I just reckon... Yeah, because you'd pick him up late too in most keeper it's leagues. It's not going to be long before so. he's averaging a ton, I think, with uh, with Olme Coldwell. Yeah, it's just that, that, like, it's such a deep midfield as well. Like, if it's going to win games, that's where it has to be won. Yeah, well, it's one through the midfield with them because their yeah. their defence with all their medium sized defenders. I mean, let's face it, it's not brilliant. Their forward line's fucking atrocious, to be honest. Um, like their best forward line players, their best centre bounce player, like a stringer. You know what I mean? Like, and they can't depend on Harry Jones winning them games at this point. Like his frame's just too small. Even though when you talk to Essendon people, they reckon he might just be the next Tony Lockett. I reckon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty good. Fuck, Dawson Hip was their third most expensive player. There you go. Didn't even yeah. Third uh, most expensive. Yeah, yeah. He's more expensive than Jordan Ridley. Does that mean he had average Ridley last year? You'd assume so, yeah. <laughs> well, Ridley did get concussed and then he came back off yeah. an absolute donkey, actually. Um, um, your yeah. primo, mate? Uh, well, it's Zach Merritt, Corey. I, I really can't speak about anyone else in this bracket. 115 he went out last year. Yeah. And you know what? No reason why he just wouldn't just back that up again. You know, just real, you just real consistent. Um, you know, with the emergence of you know Stringer in the midfield, you know Darcy Parish, you know winning all of the medals and all that sort of shit. They they may even just say, oh, you know, we might not make merit uh, the the tagged one at the moment. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what happens um, in that space because I don't think he's going down. I don't think he's got another five or ten points in him. I think no. he's priced exactly what he's going to do again. Make sense? Yeah. The beautiful thing about Zach Merritt, and he's my primo as well, um, and, you know, me, I had Parrish last year and I absolutely loved it. The one thing with Zach Merritt is he is... Well, I talk about this every year. We do these plays in splits, and he's one of those players that just splits so well towards the back end of the year as well. He... Um, it's one that I'm almost glad he's at 625. He'll get the season started. He'll probably go to about the 580 mark at some stage, maybe a little bit less, and then you can you can pick him up kind of at the back end. He's always like my coming out of buy target is a Zach Merritt. I absolutely love him there. I, I would never fault anyone for starting him, 
but you know what you're going to get. You're going to get that average. Like, that's... It's just Zach Merritt. There may be one or two games in the 80s along the way, but other than that, he is just uber consistent. I love the point that you touched on about the tag. Darcy Parrish is going to get a shitload of attention, and I promise you this year, so is Jake Stringer. Because as soon as Stringer is in that guard, he is the damaging one. You know, he is the explosion out there. And Jake Stringer is a bit of a hothead who probably doesn't like people, you know, pinching him and, and leaning off him and things like that too, where Zach Merritt has learned how to deal with a tag. And, and to times last year, I thought Parrish dealt with tags pretty well too. But then those games that when he was tagged out of it, it was just Merritt absolutely dominating. And, and even when Merritt gets tagged, he's good enough to play through a tag. So big Zach Merritt fan. And he uh, went at 119.3 after the buy. There you go. There you go. Perfect. Perfect, perfect. Well, I didn't even check that, so thanks for thanks for backing up my numbers. He was priced at five sixty three during yep. the buy, and then one nineteen after the buy, which was um, which is really good. And you know what the thing is, Zach Merritt is name the last time he missed a game. Yeah, just always there. And even there was a stage was it last year or the year before where he was hurt and he was still playing. So I love players yeah. who do that. Yeah, except when you own them at a really high price. It's funny. Have you got Jordan Ridley really in any other category here? Yeah, in, in probably the last category we touch on. Okay, well, we'll come back to that to the end then. So, uh, and it might be this one, you do not touch. Well, that isn't the last category, but this was the category Ridley fell yeah, into so for me. In, look, yeah, so in, in the order that I've got them written down is do not touch is after Primo. So, um, yeah, okay. yeah so you're, do not touch you're well. do not touch Jordan Ridley. Yep. Yep. And what happened? Concussion? Remember last year, how I many how good was he to start the year, yep. right? Um, I think he was averaging like 130 yeah, after the first month. One. Yeah. Yeah, got knocked out and then missed the game. And then pretty much after that, he was just... That, like, did you hear that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. He, he had about seven tons, I reckon, for the... Seven or eight tons, I think, from round seven or whatever it was. How many games is that? Five, say about 15. So one in two was a ton. I don't think that's enough. Um, now, what happened with him was... Uh, Redmond decided, hey, mate, I'm going to jump on the kick-ins here. And so he literally lost points because, you know, he he would always get that easy. They found something else. Yeah, Yeah. literally. He got knocked out. They're like, all right, let's use Redmond because Redmond doesn't have a lot of good attributes, but he's certainly a long, penetrating kick and he's got a bit of pace about him, right? And and that's probably about it because there's there's nothing else good I can say about him. He's actually a pretty average player. In fact, it's poor Corey. Um, But... What happens is with Jake Kelly coming in, with uh, you know some of these other shifts that might happen around defense, um, if Redmond doesn't get games, all of a sudden I think Ridley is back on permanent kicking. Yeah, which yeah, makes him then viable the as well. Yeah, yeah. You're expecting well, Pidge to go behind the ball by the sounds of it. Too. I'm expecting Pidge to go behind the ball. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for me, it's do not touch. It's a wait and see because at 530k, like, just do yourself a favour, spend 30 grand less, get Whitfield. You know what I mean? Or or find 50, find 40 grand and go up. Yeah, or find 50k. Yeah, whatever it is, and get Tom Stewart or Lloyd or you know what I mean, something like that. Like, there's just so much less risk involved with um, picking one of those guys as opposed to getting Ridley because. It might be all guns and roses if uh, Redmond's out of the team, but if you know all of a sudden you start with him, Redmond's in the team and he's only producing 80, 90, which aren't bad scores, but you know, in the context of your season, if you've got Lloyd and Stewart pumping out 10, 20 above that week on week on week, you're just going to find yourself behind the eight ball pretty quickly. That's funny. I reckon a lot of teams have him because they remember this time last year. 
they remember um, the scores that he put out when they didn't have him. And then when everyone jumped on him, they don't really realise how bad these scores that he was putting out were because in their head-to-head matchups, they were seeing it. It was nullified every single week. So um, <clears throat> I'm not going as far as do not touch. I'm, I'm definitely not doing that. But Would I, you encourage people to start with him? No, no, I'm I'm the other way. I'm what you were saying before. Spend the fifty to sixty k. I, I just see that price tag, and I just I know you can find forty grand in every single team. You can find forty grand. There's that much value floating around everywhere. You can find forty grand, no problem at all. Um, so I think I think Tom Stewart is leaps and bounds ahead of him as you know a, a player at the end of the year and and. Again, I'm kind of with you that I'm not surprised if this guy's not a top top six, top eight prospect by season's end. Um, th- these players happen; they do happen. You see it all the time. Players have one or two good years. Um, you know, Mitchie Hibbert at Melbourne. I know they're completely different players, but you know, he had that those that season and a half where he was just an absolute all star, come out of nowhere and then dropped off the face of the earth. And um, I, I think Jordan Ridley is a very good footballer. Maybe a long-term super coach servant. I, I don't know. But with that Essendon backline, and you know, talking about pitch and things like that, there's a lot of things that have to happen. There's a lot of things that have to happen right for Ridley. And I think there's a lot of things that we don't know what's going to happen when it comes to kickouts. This could be a team that shares kickouts. You know what I mean? Like closest yeah. play to the ball gets it. Because Heppel's a fantastic kick. And that's why he was put behind. Yeah, him. Not a long kick. No, but oh, I a, think a good I kick. Think they want, I think Red teams mean, are going yeah. with longer kicks yeah. these and, days. And because, you know, you've got the 10 metres behind the screen, you know, the man on the mark, that sort of shit. The, yeah. the zone, they want to push back. They want to get it more to the midfield and the half back. I think longer kicks are, are yeah, the ones that are taking kicking. Yeah. And that's where I do worry about that as well. And that's why I asked you before if you wanted to, like, if you had it, because I did want to touch on it. Um, yeah, you just want to talk about it. Well, let me tell you this. He's priced at an average of 98, right? Um, but pre-knockout, not including the knockout game, he averaged 133. Yeah. And after knockout, so you know the game he returned, um, averaged 94.3 for the rest of the year. So, you know, if he's as good as you know 94, 95, do you, you want to pay 540 no. odd k for that? Like again, 50 grand extra instead of getting your 94, might get your 105. Yeah. And, you know, and especially that's a small in the last couple of years with rule changes, defense has become you know, a position where 95 to 100 was okay, where it's now you want 100 to, you know, 105, even 110, you know. Our elite yeah. talents are pushing that 110 mark average, and it's that's where I kind of want to be. I want I want 100 as a baseline, and I, and I don't think Redmond's ba- I mean, Redmond Ridley's base is 100. I think it can yeah. be lower. The, the interesting thing to contradict everything I've said so far, Corey, because I like making a fool out of myself, oh, right? good. The the new rules that are meant to you know encourage playing on and create more ball more ball more you know, more ball movement more scoring opportunities and that kind of stuff players like Ridley Sicily Stewart if these are the guys that are setting up behind the ball and they're setting up good enough they actually be- I think they might sort of become more opportunities for intercept possessions intercept marks which could you know if they play Ridley in that way. Um, increase his potential to score. But I, I think at this point in time, and we're not going to get a big enough sample size from the preseason to see, okay, how's footy going to be played this year? Yeah. Um, yeah, at this point in time, I think it's a no, and I think it's a do not touch because I don't want people to start. It's funny because you say that, but and then we say you, you reel off those names. Stuart, uh, Stuart's a better intercept mark. Sicily's a better intercept mark. 
Lloyd's probably if he's not the intercept Lloyd mark, doesn't you, intercept you know, mark. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Position. He's yeah. he's then going and getting the ball given to him to break the lines. Like, yeah, mark, so yeah. Um, I think that those three are clearly in front, and I don't understand how anyone can go into the season without Lockie Whitfield in their team. So yeah, yeah. Right, look, um, I do not touch though, and it's probably the first time I've been different in the whole past. Is Dylan Shield? I know Essendon fans are going to be sucked into this. Like, like, I can guarantee it. Like, his ownership will be up. And it's something that I don't like. Like, they're going to see 360. They're going to think, oh, Dylan Shield, he's fucking good. He's coming off injury, blah, 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 blah. Mate, this dickhead is a winger at best. He can go to sit out there. And he ain't earning you enough money to go from 360 to fucking... 550, 600, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's just just avoid it all costs. Don't get sucked into that price tag because at the end of the year, he ain't going to be a long enough hold um, to be good enough. And to be honest, Bonson, I'm expecting uh, probably an 80 to an 85 average from Dylan Shear. Nothing more. Yep. Oh, I would. Oh, I think that's been generous. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think he's that good of a footballer. He's a very, very good looking young man who can run, and that's about it. <laughs> He's a good-looking young man. I love that. That's your your argument well, for him. That's what you got to do sometimes. You just got to look after their looks. So, um, your DPP change, my friend. Yeah, touched on this slightly already. Yeah. Andy McGrath. I would be staggered, and I mean staggered, Corey. If he doesn't spend a fair majority of his time out on a back flank, and this is one that you know we actually speak about DPP changes, someone. That, you know, if he was listed as a defender, I'd probably grab, I'd probably start him ahead of James Sicily because they're they're priced roughly the same, I, yeah. I believe. Um, I reckon he's and people have hated. You know, people, oh, bombs, you fucking, you hated McGrath and McGrath. Well, rightly so because what's he done up until this point? Nothing. And what well, I would have said this a couple of days ago now, whenever we spoke about Collingwood, you know, you said to me, oh, Brett's gonna, you know, Brett will be going nuts. You're saying to goey. Well, Brett's proved to go every time he hasn't broken out. What I'm saying, Andrew McGrath will go to 100 points this year and he'll gain DPP status behind the ball. And that'll be really handy because I've got him in almost it every is, draft league. It is far too risky to start him, right? You may as well just pay the extra 50, 60, <coughs> 70, 80K, whatever it is, when he actually gets the defender status because he may not. Because you can't start him hoping he'll get the, the, the defender status and then when he doesn't get it, or you've got Andrew McGrath in an M8, you, you just hate yourself for doing that. But just keep an eye because, um, yep, yeah, I think this is the I think he can go, I think he's going to go between 95 and 100 average, and I think he's going to gain defence status. Yeah. Um, and for me, Kyle Langford will gain forward status again. I think he's, uh, he's a mid only this year, and I think with everyone coming back and everything they've got, I think Mr. Kyle Langford's going to start playing, seeing more time on a flank, and, uh, you know, with midfield rotations, but I don't think... I think as all their midfielders kind of emerge and get into this side and Hobbs and that, I think uh, Langford will be out of that midfield pretty quick smart. Agreed. I think all of these players are ahead of McGrath because McGrath doesn't use the ball great when he's in the midfield, but if he's got a bit of time and space, he'd be serviceable. Yeah. But Stringer, Merritt, Parrish, Caldwell, Shield, Hobbs, because I reckon Hobbs debut round one, all ahead of... Um, uh, both Langford and McGrath in terms of midfield, midfield pure midfield yes. time. Yeah. And then you've got, you know, McGrath that'll float, Langford that'll float, Devin Smith that'll float, you know, and a few other players that'll probably just kind of float through there as well. So it is a deep midfield. So 
we're going to get a couple of these guys. And, you know, it may surprise us. You know, we may get Shield as a forward. We don't know. We may get Shield as a defender. Who knows? Yeah. But there's going to be one or two of these Essendon guys that gain the DPP that we're going to start to look at, I reckon, uh, once all that goes down. Well, that's it. There's just too many too many uh, midfielders. Your outlandish statement, mate? Uh, McGrath to finish the season as a top four defender. Not bad. Um, Essendon to finish in the bottom four. Anything else, Dad? Uh, well, can I just say shout out to uh, Elite's Supercoach Elite's admin Pete? And, you know, we've done an Essendon podcast here, and Elite's admin Royal. You know, really big Essendon fans. Um, you know, sorry we couldn't get you on. Just first, want to apologise that. And um, you know, I've got a bet with old mate Pete what about on uh, Carlton Essendon. This, well, not for this year, but it's open ended. First team to win a final, Carlton or Essendon? Fucking dead. Okay, got the got two hundred on the line on this one. I'll so, Bob Pete, I'll uh, I'll see you at the end of the year, Legato. Beautiful. All right, Alitis. I want to say on behalf of Bob's, myself, and the patrons at patreon.com forward slash sc elites. Uh, thank you for dealing with our longest quickfire podcast so far. Uh, and peace out.